How many of you could identify with at least some part of that video? Uh, I want to give you a resource. A, a large part of what we're trying to do here is to translate our God-called Sunday gathering into our, our God-called Monday living. Families Where Grace is in Place is a great resource, and I'm drawing from it this morning. I'm not going to blame the message on Jeff Van Vonderen, but, uh, but I, I want to offer this as a resource and say, if you will read it, I think it really will enrich and change the family dynamics in, in many of our lives. We have a few copies out here, but you, know, you can have it on Amazon and probably have it you know, at home before you finish lunch today. Psalm 103.17 says, but from everlasting to everlasting, the, the, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him and His righteousness with their children's children. The idea of fearing God means that I, I'm not going to pit my will against His. I'm going to yield to Him, not in a cringing way, but my rebellion ends and I am open to be led by His love. And when that break happens, then God's love flows into our families. And here's what I want you to do today. I want you to break the curse. I want you to bring Jesus' grace to your family life. That's the goal. And I want to unpack what the curse is and, and how we do that in some very specific ways. And again, I want to challenge you, nothing really is more important than your family. Certainly not your work. It, it isn't. Your rise through the ranks, you know, is going to mean absolutely nothing at your funeral but your family is going to echo for, for generations. Well, it's going to echo forever. So I want to challenge you to, to do the work that it takes, not only at work, but the work it takes at home. So we're going to work on breaking the curse. And we're going to yield our hearts today to, to bring the grace of Jesus uh, into our family life. You know, we all want to do the right thing with family. I mean, we, ju we just do, most of us. I've met a few psychopaths along the way that didn't, but most of us want to be good parents. We want to bring, you know, and, and it doesn't always work out that way. I've, I've started things that, like, were supposed to be a joy, and I end up yelling at my, my daughter. It's like, how did that happen? Well, her smarty pants reply didn't help, but wait a minute, you know? Um, you know, my, my best efforts are... are are weighted with sin, and, and, and I have visions of what I want to do, and I, I fall short. These things are a part of the curse. And often, we end up, in spite of our inspired attempts, we often end up tired, discouraged, and feeling like failures. It seems like all of us struggle in parenting, and I'm so thankful for the responses you guys gave me week before last, and, and they've impacted this message. So thank you for taking the time to respond. We want to do that regularly in the days to come. It, it, it has informed my message about where you are, but, but there, was, there was like, if it had been uh, a 12-point font, there probably would have been 10 pages of just responses from, from the struggle. But I want to say to you, don't stay discouraged. If you're discouraged, you came here today because there was something inside of you that was willing to, to get out of bed and to hope for more. Don't be discouraged. Things can change. Things can be better. Today can be the beginning of a radical uh, change in your family's life. And I want to kind of again foreshadow what I want you to do is to break the curse, bring the grace of Jesus in your family's life. And I want to just give you a clue as to why there's so much failure in our families is because most of us are doing the wrong job, okay? Um, most of us are, are spending our lives trying to transform our spouses and our children. We're trying to work their change. 
and that's God's job. And us trying to control other people is more a part of the work of hell than of heaven. One of the things that you'll notice about hell is hell is all about control. Even demon possession, you know, it's, it's the reduction and the shrinkage of human will. This was what addiction is, is as a picture of sin, but it's all sin. Uh, you know, it reduces our control. It reduces our free will until, you know, we just have almost none. Heaven, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. Heaven invites faith that responds to love, and and we have to choose to surrender our will to God every day. I prayed a prayer at 17 in my naive beginning faith to say, God, just take my will away and and don't let me sin again. I don't think that worked for half an hour. God said, no, you're going to have to choose because he won't control. Although he is in control of the whole universe, he won't control the love of his children. And so most of us are doing the wrong job. Now, let me just ask you, how would it work in your life if you showed up for the wrong job every day? You know, you, you walk into some office, I'm here to work. Who are you? <laughs> you know, it'd be a disaster. And then the next day you showed up some other place. I mean, it would be a disaster. You got to show up for the right job. And, and the right job is, is not to control. The right job is to to support, to serve, and to equip our families. But it isn't to control, and it isn't to change them or transform them in our own efforts. Taking control away from God and trying to control your children or your spouse, or even to change your children or your spouse, only furthers the curse and and breaks your family. So I want you to know a couple of things as background real quick. God created us in grace. He created us in a place of grace. It was called Eden. Eden means delight. God literally created us in delight in terms of his own heart, and then he set us in a place that was literally named, hey guys, you're alive in delight. That's what God did. God, God created us in a place of grace as his family. And, and it was a, an amazing thing that God did. We left grace for the curse of control. <laughs> we didn't want to trust God. We wanted to do what we wanted to do, and so we did, and we brought the curse in. We left grace for control. And that's where many of us live. That's where the whole world lives, which is why people are so angry on TV and everywhere else. When you are perpetually failing and when you can't control, you're angry at other people and you're fearful of the future. When you have surrendered control and you trust the Lord God who is already in the future, you're not afraid and you're not angry anymore. In Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 through 10, um, it, it talks about the curse. And, and I, I don't have time to unpack it now, but, but in, you know, after we chose our own free will to do what we wanted instead of what God wanted. Man, the curse just came in with a vengeance. And, and now we live in curseful relationships, if I can, if I can introduce a new word uh, to, to our vocabulary. Our families are, are often curseful relationships instead of graceful relationships. And, and it all stems from the fall. We left the grace of, of Eden, of, of Eden, of delight and, and walking with God for our own will and our own way, for our attempts to be God and control things, and it's been a disaster ever since. In, in the scriptures, uh, you know, how 
the curse came into families in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing. And, and the word for, uh, you know, for childbearing is not just childbearing, it's conception. I mean, the whole family process uh, you know, just went difficult at this moment. And, and pain and distance came in. And, and then scripture goes on to say um, that because of the curse, your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over for you. And it's this picture of now you're going to be looking to somebody other than God to fill you and your husband's going to be um, to rule over you. Some guys I've heard say, yes, that's what we're supposed to do. No, bozo, this is the curse of hell. <laughs> Read your scriptures, right? This is the curse of hell. So, so men are going to try to dominate, you know, and control their women and get the women to do and get the women to make them happy. And, and, and I'm just telling you, it's crazy town in the curse. Um, and it's death. That's where it came from. Uh, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. When we do what comes natural to us, we, we just live in curseful relationships that are dying down. When we believe in Jesus in a life-changing way, the curse is broken and the grace of the blood of Christ, the power of the resurrection comes into our lives and our families and we can change. I want you to say that with me. We can change. One more time. We can change. Now, my family can change. My family can change. This is, you got to do this, okay? One, two, three. Y'all scaring me. I'm going to make you go out and come back in. My family can change. Now, now here's a quick question. What if nobody changes in your family? Can you be a happy person as things stand in your family? Can you be happy if nobody changes? The answer is yes. Because in grace, in Christ... Um, we can thrive in all circumstances. And Paul is a beautiful example of this because that's what grace does. Grace abounds in all circumstances so that neither height nor death, life, you know, nothing can separate us from the love of God. So in your family, you don't have to be miserable because X, Y, or Z isn't happening. Your spouse isn't being, and your, and your children aren't. No, no, no. Stop the control. That's not your job. Let's say that together. I'm on a roll. Work with me here. My job is not to control. Some of y'all had tremors when you were saying that. You were shaking. I could see that. One more time. My job is not to control, but to be the grace of Jesus. All right. We find grace when we give up control and following Jesus. And that means in our families too. There comes a point in our life where we stop trying to control our, our, our life. We stop trying to pretend that we can be happy in this world without God. We give up control. We start following Jesus and grace flows through us. That's when life starts. Luke 9, 23, Jesus said, If anyone would come after me, that if, it's not a control thing, you've got to choose. If anyone would come after me, they must deny themselves. What are we denying? Well, there's a whole lot, but control is at the top of the list. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Break the curse. Bring Jesus' grace to your family life. There is brokenness that echoes through the generations. This is a whole series in and of itself. But there's, there, are, are, there are things that your grandparents did that are impacting your life and your well-being right now. 
There are choices that my grandfather made that impacted my, my aunts and uncles and my dad and, and are impacting me and, and my children for the, for, the wor- for the worse or for the better. And so, so we can break the curse. We can be a part of bringing the grace of Jesus into our family's life. As a young, broken 16-year-old and in 17, in there, I accepted Jesus. There was nobody in my family who was a believer. And please understand, I'm not taking credit for any of this because, because Jesus, I didn't do anything except, except finally give in. And, and, and then slowly through the years, Jesus began to work through the whole yeast of the family. And, 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 and in the end, all of the family of my generation, you know, my immediate nuclear family, they've all accepted Jesus. And I got to watch my dad, even though he was, a, a, again, a, a, an alcoholic, and at the end of his life, in, in, a, you know, um, in a meaningful way, he said yes to Jesus. Break the curse! And if you don't do this, here's what I want to tell you. You're just going to add to it. And, and the more you control, you're going to add to the curse for your own children and your own children's children. Bring Jesus' grace to your family's life. A curseful relationship is one in which you place yourself above others uh, and, and attempt to dominate con- or control passively or aggressively. And passive stuff is a whole nother level of stuff. It just means you don't want to own your stuff. You want to be hostile, aggressive, and controlling, but you don't want to look that way, and it's all about appearances. Um, a graceful relationship is one in which you place yourself beneath the cross, and you commit to depend, serve, and equip in your family, and to run to Jesus, and, and, and the success of your family is to teach your kids to run to Jesus just like you are every day, and they can see that in you, so, so as your children are growing up, they're going to do what you do. Our job as Christ followers is not to carry the curse into our families. It's to break the curse. <laughs> and, and you don't have to worry. God's job is to transform the broken people around you. You got it? God's very good at his job. You may accuse him of being slow. You may think he's not at work, but no, no, no. God's at work in his world. He hasn't given this up to hell, and he hasn't given your family up to hell. And as long as they're breathing, the story isn't finished yet. Trust Jesus. We can live in any circumstance continually powered by grace, but the first difference, the first step is learning the difference between your job and God's job. God's job is to fix and change. Your job is to depend and to serve and to equip your family. So here's how I want to just kind of kind of wrap up today with the acronym of the curse. And again, this is from Families Where Grace Are in Place. I think it's great stuff. And, um, and I long more than anything else in my world just for the blessings of God in my, my family at home and in my family here in, in the church. Curse, C, we're going to walk through it, uh, the alliteration, all right? C, controlling. Our sense of value and well-being, uh, controlling means our sense of value and well-being come from another person instead of God, so we expend energy getting them to perform in order, in order to fulfill us, okay? That's, that's what the curse is. So C is controlling. Um, when your sense of well-being comes from the performance of another, you are assigning that person a lot of power over you. And this is wh- why we become so uh, concerned about appearances. You know, you want your family to appear a certain way. You get mad when your children uh, embarrass you. 
right? Um, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 just totally devastates and blows up control. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. In scripture, only hell controls in hate. In grace, uh, only love invites to grace. C, controlling. You, unforgiving. Uh, refusing to forgive uh, is another way to hold on to power and retain, retain control over something that rightly belongs to God. But the bad news is about being unforgiving in your family, uh, it, it spreads curseful relationships. I've known so many families who are at odds with each other, um, won't speak to each other. Uh, I, I knew one family um, where, where the older daughter had not spoken to... Um, kindly to her younger sister for like 60 years and and why does she have such a grudge against her older uh, her younger sister because she was born and when she was born she felt like her dad loved her more than than she did the older sister the older sister felt like she lost her place with the younger sister well, what you didn't know is grace the grace of Jesus and your worth in that so she lived her whole life ruining family relationships and her possibility relationship with her, her younger sister because she was unforgiving. And the trouble with being unforgiving is that if you live unforgiving, then you will be unforgiven when you step into eternity, and that means hell. Uh, that means accountability. It's not a good thing. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. We're going to break curse for relationships. Amen? Say it together. You guys are too sleepy today. We are going to break curseful relationships. S in curse is for shaming. We shame in families. Shame is the painful sense that you lack value as a person. It's the belief that you're defective, worthless, or unlovable. Shame says there's essentially something not right with you. You are different from other people. You don't really belong in the world. It's one of Satan's greatest tools. Shame sends a message of failed worth through failed performance. And you, you can shame your children, you can shame your spouse, but I'm just telling you, it is, it is hell's curse instead of heaven's grace. Psalm 25.3 says, No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. There's no shame coming to God, no matter what you've done in the past. Jesus covered all your shame, all my shame. There's only grace ahead. That's why there's no fear. E. You see what we did there? We went C-U-R-S-E. You guys got that? You're following along? E is for ego. The classic definition of ego, E-G-O. We left out R? Yeah. I apologize for leaving out R. You are totally, totally awake. And you are, what's that? You, you guys are, are amazing. <laughs> You are amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, and I am at the moment um, absent the R. So <laughs> I, I'm going to come back and give you the R because I don't want to mess up Jeff Van Vonderen's uh, rule there. Um, e is ego, edging God out. And it's what ego does all the time. It echoes the voice of hell in original sin, and, and it enlarges self and diminishes other people. 
Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. I see, see what grace does to I. I'm crucified. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live, by, I live now by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. So it's just a completely radical rewriting of, of the whole role of self in the world. Guys, whenever we substitute our way, our wants, our will, and our wishes for, and our desires for those of Christ, we further the curseful work of hell instead of the graceful work of God. And, um, and in spite of leaving our out, you know how today to break the curse. You know how today to invite the grace of Jesus into your life. And, and it's a heart thing now. It's just a heart thing. It's not a knowledge thing. If in these moments to come, you have the, the heart and the will to just soften your heart and, and let go of your own anger and your own ego and your own desire to control, your frustration with God for not having things turn out like you want, the Holy Spirit can come in your life and do amazing, beautiful things. And here's what it's going to look like in your family. Galatians 5. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's what your family can, life can look like. And if nobody else in your family does these things, you are and you will. And you're a part of breaking the, the curse in, in the family life. There's an eternal difference between being reactive your whole life in anger and fear and ego and responsive to the grace of Jesus and the needs of people in your family. The curse can be broken in your family because it has been broken in God's family. You can't say it can't, been, can't be done because it, it has been done. So now it's just a choice at this point. Are you going to live angry and frustrated with the people in your family for what they're not and for your own unhappiness? Or are you going to turn to Jesus and, and call on his name? Pastor, what, what does that mean? Just what it says, just call on the name of Jesus. In these moments while we're singing, you call on the name of Jesus. How do I do that? You just call on the name of Jesus. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help my family. Jesus, I surrender my heart to you. Jesus, I, I ask your forgiveness for, and you fill in the blank, and then you believe it's given. Jesus, please, please break the curse in my family and break the curse that I'm being in my family. And Father, bring grace through me to this home place. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you so much for, for inviting us into your family. I thank you so much for grace and just pure acceptance and pure love and mercy that you offer. I thank you that there's no family that can't be changed, no heart that can't be touched. There's no situation so bad or so far gone that it in fact, if it's totally dead, you're in the resurrection business and you're really good at your job. So, Father, thank you in the name of Jesus for the grace that's going to flow in families.